Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. I'm Emily. And I'm Crystalline. And we're grounded people. <laughs> we are. We are. It is Virgo season, and we are grounded in spite of all the yeah. retrogrades. Although Venus is one less retrograde to worry about now. So we have that going for us. I think Venus was probably the most... Um, the, the glitchiest of the retrogrades. I know Mercury's retrograde in Virgo mm-hmm. right now, but Venus doesn't do it all the time. So it's something that sort of is just enough to throw us off kilter when Venus goes retrograde. And we did have the yeah. combo platter of Venus and Mercury retrograde at the same time for a bit there. Oh, we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was something that happened mm-hmm. very much. <laughs> Felt it very deep. Yeah. Um, in our in our space there. Um, I'm really happy Venus is out of retrograde. I will say yesterday, I yesterday recording time. So that would be Sunday, which is the day that Venus went out of retrograde. I, sl- I was like, I slept for like 12 hours. I just like <laughs> KO'd for the whole time. And I needed it so badly because I had not had like intentional conscious rest time at all since we had gotten back from Ireland, which was literally a month. Mm-hmm. And I had promised my body that we were going to have that rest time. So I, I made good on that deal. And it was definitely, I was like, oh, this is definitely the day that Venus is going out of retrograde. I finally yeah. have time to just like, whoosh, like all of the energy I'd been holding throughout the entirety of this like month got to settle. Yeah. So for me, I was thrilled. <laughs> yeah. And if you're wondering, you know, watching this, when was that? It was Sunday the 3rd. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was the day that Venus went direct in Leo around, I think the Mm -hmm. eight degree, and now she will move forward again and she'll be done with all of the stuff that she was covering during that, uh, around early October. So now we dust everything off and move forward. Mm -hmm. Which I think everyone is feeling that forward movement energy Mm -hmm. as well, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, except for the people in Burning Man, um, but beside (laughs) the point (laughs) That was another Venus station thing. I couldn't help, um, help it. They're not moving forward to anything. They're eating tuna out of cans. Um, oh, no. At present. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. So today, um, as they're continuing to be to be asked to uh, ration, it is Mercury, which is retrograde, trying Jupiter, whose station's retrograde today. So that's a yeah. lot of like social connection issues and of course Mm -hmm. mercury traditionally does do weather stuff um Mm -hmm. arguably you could say jupiter does too you know thinking about jupiter's associations in mythology so i would say that for sure Mm -hmm. and i don't mean to sound like i'm hating on the people out there i'm not i have multiple friends that are out there right now um but i live less than two hours from burning man so this is something that has been an integral part of my life for my entire life and i can confidently say that more often than not when i've interacted with people going to or coming from Burning Man, they have not been pleasant interactions. Mm. Um, There is a lot of energy there. And some of them have been. Some of them have been. I'm not trying to say all of them are bad. Or if you've gone to Burning Man, you're a bad person because you're not. Because I'd love to go. Truly, I would. I would love to go um, at some point in time. But I had children and that's where money goes. Um, So that's that's never happened. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds Um, like a belief. I'm kidding, though. It's actually... Founded in, yeah, lots. Unfortunately, each of those little guys are going to take like a million dollars to make a full human. So, um, 
So that is where the money goes, yes, truthfully. Yeah. Um, over the course of their life, they are like million dollar investments that you don't get a return on. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, love. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love them to death. I'm just giving yeah. them a hard time. Um, and I don't regret my choices. And honestly, still. I don't have room to speak. I do not have kids and it is not in my future. So I respect yeah. where you're at. Thank you. No, they're awesome. They're wonderful beings of fantastic light and energy and um, currently have no brains whatsoever because they're all in middle school and their brain just is gone. It's just not there (laughs) at all. Um, And then you'll remind them and they'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's a smart thing to do and then get mad at you for reminding them because that makes perfect sense. Anyway, um, beside the point, uh, I would love to go to Murdering Man at some point in time. However, I think what the event has become over the last like seven years or so is very far away from what it was initially and mm. what it was during its first like 15 years or whatever that it was it was going. Um, and so this happening is particularly not funny to me, but like this is some very interesting planetary stuff going on for those particular people in the whole events activation. I would love to know what the original birth chart of the event has to say, um, because that would be really cool and interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do know that there is going to be a full lunar eclipse over Burning Man, I believe next year or the year after, or I'm sorry, solar eclipse, not lunar eclipse, either next year or the year after, I forget which one. And that would be a really cool time to go because it literally, the path of like the full coverage of the sun goes right over it. So that would be a cool Mm -hmm. time to go. But however, if the the weather keeps changing, like it has been, I'm not going (laughs) ever because being here, it is like the Pacific Northwest right now. Ordinarily, we'd be really warm at this time of year. We really wouldn't have gotten a lot of rain. We usually only get rain in like late July. And it's usually only after in the afternoon after um, like the, the heat of the day pulls the storms in off the coast. And it has been more rainy this summer than it's been sunny, which has been just wild. And so that is what they're going through at, on the playa at the at present um, but they're feeling they're feeling the whole Jupiter retrograde, uh, Venus stationing, and Mercury retrograde. They understand and are not moving forward with that energy. But we mm-hmm. are. We're moving forward with them, <laughs> um, which is yeah. really interesting. I I found it. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you found the it. chart. Um, and I'm just gonna add. I'm so interested. Okay, so investment. It is a. It was the day summer started, which I'm sure was intentional. Uh, so they are a Cancer Sun, Mercury Sun, and Saturn in Sagittarius retrograde with Uranus. So it was a Saturn Uranus. Um, there was going to be a conjunction probably in about two years on that one. It's had a moon in Capricorn. So they were on a full moon conjunct Neptune in Capricorn with Mars in Capricorn. Mars is exalted there. Mars was also retrograde. Jupiter was domiciled in Pisces. So, and it's a Virgo ascending, which is where Mercury is retrograde right now. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. And their, their midheaven is in Taurus. So Jupiter is in their ninth house midheaven, according to whole sign. So that's really interesting that, um, the Jupiter stationing in their, their like near their MC and Mm -hmm. Mercury going retrograde through their first house and Venus, it's a Venus. Oh my gosh. Their Venus is eight, eight. Um, and Venus's current degree as she stationed was, uh, I think it was eight as well or sometime around that. I think, oh no, she's stationed at 1212. 
Yeah. That's still interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a Venus return retrograde situation. I think that, and I would have to see like, is there a perfection year for this event and how that works? But still 25, yeah. I think they're actually in a first house perfection year, which would be Virgo. They're either in a first or second. So either okay. Mercury or Venus is their, um, their Lord right now. So with both huh. of them being retrograde at the same time, makes a little bit of sense. Also, they're yes, having their nodal opposition. Nodal that could also return. make sense. Nodal return. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're reassessing, mm-hmm. which would make sense. Yeah. <sighs> they might they might change a, a little bit of stuff for that. Good. They yep. probably should. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just interesting to it's note. Exact. That's so cool. It's just about their exact nodal return right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as is the time you guys hear this, I hope they all make it out of the playa um, for their sakes. For our sakes, I don't look forward to it just because all of them will go to the nearest towns and places, which is me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is less than fun. Let me just tell you that. Um, especially if they're all going to be caked in mud and stuff. Everyone has signs like no playa dust and no playa dust welcome here, et cetera. Cause it wrecks plumbing. It wrecks everything. It is not particularly fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's going to, instead of just going home because they'll usually they, with their dusty cars, they just head home. Now they'll head to the nearest place to actually be able to drive their cars better. And that's going to cause issues. Mm-hmm. So, And anyway. I do think it's honestly the nodal return situation um, because thinking about it, the houses and their alignments would be dependent on time. And I did not have an exact time. I was just using what was on the chart. So for anybody who's thinking, how did you know the time? I didn't, that was a mistake. It's probably the nodal return. That's the big influence here. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is good. Yep. Nodal returns make us better. They do. They up level us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Hopefully you guys did okay with Mercury or with uh, Venus retrograde. This is a wonderful time. And I actually encourage some of my clients to do this as well of like, take some journal sesh time and just be like, these are big things that I dealt with during Venus retrograde or that I addressed during Venus retrograde, just so that in the future, you can come back and revisit what you dealt with during this retrograde in future retrogrades or in, you know, in future spaces when they do come up to serve (laughs) again, um, look at that and see how you've grown and actually measure like how things happen. This is a great idea to do after Mercury retrograde too, because you'll revisit that very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but that helps to kind of ground and anchor some stuff down for you, um, and give you perspective on how much you, you grew through during this particular retrograde period. And then in the future, you can look back on it and be like, Oh yeah, it was super funny. I saw a video yesterday and someone was sobbing and they were doing that filter of like, who's your soulmate? And the filter said like the person you're already with, they're sobbing because they just broke up with their partner like the day before. And I was like, this is Venus retrograde energy. Yeah. Like, this is it. This is what we're talking about. And someone in the comments is like, are we all just going through breakups right now? And I was like, yes, a lot of you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what's happening. Um, so what if you the- are in that space... know that we love you (laughs) what the filter was saying was the person was their own soulmate and that's what they need to realize before they find a compatible partner Uh uh-huh exactly (laughs) that but it was very funny oh Oh, man (laughs) yeah so we thought for this episode we do something kind of fun and kind of different so we were on a forgotten storyteller call on friday which if you guys don't know our forgotten storytellers uh, um, it's our writing program 
where we teach people how to write high vibration activated fiction <laughs> um, in alignment with your spirit guides and higher <laughs> self and astrology. And if you'd like to join, we have spots. Send us a messy pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Pitches are in both of our links. You could definitely, it's a form that you fill out. Super easy. Um, pitches are open. So we are accepting yeah. them. And one of the things that happens during the duration of the cohort is a Q&A. And the writers are now in their writing phases. So we're answering questions, working on belief work that's coming up that may or may not help them move forward in their stories, help mm -hmm. them connect to their characters. But also sometimes we just get chatty and talk about what's going on in life because life is writing as well and writing is life. And this time Cocaine Bear came up as a topic yes. of just a, yes. of the conversation. Cocaine Bear did come up. <laughs> <laughs> well we were talking a little bit about so on our flight home from from ireland west and i watched weston and i watched cocaine bear and chris was like it's based on a true story and i'm like no it's really fucking true <laughs> chris was misinformed yeah, yeah the true story of cocaine bear like it was inspired by a true story i guess but the history of cocaine bear actually is like there was a bear who found a pile of cocaine in the woods ate it all died and they found him surrounded by all of the cocaine dead and then they mm -hmm. stuffed the bear and took it on a tour around the country and people came to see the taxidermied cocaine bear and thought it was hilarious and the bear still exists you can still go see it it's in like some ranger station or something um that is not what the movie's about do not go in misinformed honestly maybe don't go in at all um but <laughs> <laughs> but we started talking about that and we were talking a little bit about like the liberties stories can take with things and like mm -hmm. the creative writing and stuff there. And then we got into more and more bear stories and we were like, we should just do a podcast, like a story time podcast on just bear stories. And we both think that that's a really fun idea, but also just kind of incorporating this into our podcasts on occasion of just doing story times for this X, Y, and Z thing. Um, mm -hmm. And they may be super applicable to spiritual stuff or writing stuff or book stuff, or they may just be about bears and all of that is good. Yeah. <laughs> so it may be a story time break. Yeah. Right. If anyone has any suggestions on story time topics that you want to hear our stories about, both Chris and I have lived very much in our amount of time on planet here. We have done very much living. Um, much so if there's living. anything you're like, oh, do you have stories about whatever topic, really? Falling um, off the castle in Wales? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Castle <laughs> stories? We got castle stories. We got castle <laughs> stories. <laughs> Falling um, stories. <laughs> Tons of falling stories, unfortunately. So of those. I mean, we have a whole bunch of stories about different stuff. Or if you even are just like, tell us about your favorite Disney movies, whatever. Any sort of story time stuff that you want us to share, like we will absolutely do that. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. But we figured we'd do our bear stories because turns out we have a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, we're going to share them with you. Yeah. Now. I mean, I grew up in the country, but not quite as much of the mountains and the country. I think you probably have more bear stories than I do. I have a, a solid two or so of them. Um, but so why don't you start? Okay, let's talk bear stories. Um, I have I have a plethora. Um so how about we do one of the more recent bear stories? Um, one day when I was pulling out of my garage at our old house. Um, so where I live, there are many a bear, <laughs> many bear. 
they're just around and you get really desensitized to them. Not in the fact where you don't respect them. Um, in fact, you actually respect them more, but you get desensitized to them in the fact where when you see a bear, you're like, yo, dude, could you like go? Could you move please? And you like talk to the bear and the bear's like, okay. And like the bear lumbers away and you get to go inside your house and it stops eating your trash. Like I used to say whenever you, you know, but when you've seen a bear with a dryer's ice cream thing stuck around its face enough times, you kind of get over the fact that they're a deadly predator because mm-hmm. really they're just like lumbering guys. Um, that being said, again, you still respect them. We actually have like famous bears around here. So Hank the Tank is like our most recent famous bear. Everyone loves Hank the Tank. Hank is huge and really, really fat and got blamed <laughs> for a bunch of stuff he didn't do. And then they figured out it wasn't him and everyone like celebrated Hank the Tank. So he's around here. But anyway, so they're very, they're around. Um, they are more around recently because of the fires. So the fires came, burnt a lot of their habitat. So they came in more to town. Um, so they're just, there's a lot of them. Um and anyway, in our old house, I was like pulling out. It was me and my dog, Callum, in the car. Um, and I open my garage and I go to back up and three baby bears run into the garage. Um, little ones, too. Like they were chunky little guys. Um, and they immediately climb on top of the trash can and they're like rolling around on it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, uh, what do I do? So like I'm like honking and like whatever. And they're completely not phased, not in the slightest no phase happening. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just back out further and then I'll go to like close the garage door and that'll probably freak them out and they'll like want to run to their mom. Well, I go to back out and mama bear is standing behind my car, just like looking at me like you're not going anywhere. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> and I like have the window kind of rolled down and Callum is barking and freaking out. And I'm like honking. And so then I call Weston who's inside the house and I was like, Weston, will you like open the garage door, like the inner garage door, you know, and like slam it a couple of times to freak him out from like, there's noise coming from that side too. Weston was like, yeah, okay. So he goes and he opens the garage door and he slams it and he opens it again. And the baby bear is like, oh, I can go inside. And I was like, close the door, close the door. And so he closes the door. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be stuck here. And the mama bear is just sitting behind my car, just nothing like, nope, not moving. And I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to sit here and watch them eat my trash, I guess, because like I'm stuck. Um, Callum is very upset with his decision. He's like panicking and freaking out and barking. And um, I was like, okay. So then I go and I like spray my windshield with the windshield wiper fluid because I'm like, I guess I'll just do this. And that freaks them out enough where they ran out of the garage, all three of them. And the mom ran with them and they all ran across the street in like this panic. Like I was somehow trying to spray them with water and I like back out and close the garage like as fast as I could. Um, So that was a more recent one. uh, Big time. So there's that. Do you want me to share another? I have like 150 of these. I was going to say, um, we can alternate, but mine are also, yeah, I'll share one. And then when I run out, you can just keep going. Okay. Um, so mine was when I was in third grade. Um, hmm. Our school has these woods behind it and like sort of between it and the, um, between the high school and the elementary school, which were just like kind of next to each other. And one day our teacher gets a phone call from the wall phone and says, okay, we're all going to go in a line to the gym. There's a special surprise. And we're like, cool. And we get into the gym. We have to go single file. We get into the gym and there is a tranquilized bear on a tarp sleeping in our gym. And we were allowed to file past it and pet the bear for as long as it remained asleep. And so they started with like, I guess they started with grade one. And then they went to grade two and then they went to grade three. And I felt so mad that day because I got to pet the bear. And then right before grade six, where my brother was, the bear started waking up. So my brother did not get to pet the bear because it was waking up 
in our school. Excited. What the, that is such a millennial school story. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. That is the most millennial school story I have ever fucking heard. Oh, it's cool. We'll just put the bear to sleep so the kids can touch it. No. Like, here's a childhood thing, right? Because it was wandering around behind the school. So, like, Mm -hmm. every once in a while, you would get stories like, oh, the bears have come down from the mountain. We also see Sasquatches in Shemokin, apparently. Like, I don't know how he got there, but whatever. Um, But the bears would come down from the mountains. And when the weather was warmer, they'd go through the dumpsters at the school or whatever. So animal control i suppose had to go out and tranquilize the bear but this time for some reason they thought i think they had to hold the bear at the school for some reason i can't remember why i was in third grade i was eight years old but um they figured while it was there they might as well let the kids pet it and i didn't realize that this was a weird thing until i was saying it out loud to the forget like i started talking about it out loud in our call last friday and i was like oh like 30 ish 20 ish years later that is a weird thing, but yeah. yeah. So I got I got to pet an unconscious tranquilized bear that I woke up yeah. before my brother got to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's weird. That's weird. That's not normal. That is a weird. Why would they do that? Like if they. <laughs> that's such a bad idea. I was not giving oh context. Trust me, I would have wanted it, but. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, we get stories all the time where like tourists try to feed the bears, and it's just a bad. Don't. Don't yeah. do. No, just they're don't not do pigeons. It. Just because they're friend shaped does not make their friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just because they look like your stuffed animals does not mean. Why do we make teddy bears? Like I know there's probably a Roosevelt uh, reference, but still. Oh yeah, there is. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Honestly, we have we're so accustomed to bears in general. Here, like it's very normal to be at the beach and mama bear and baby bears come past you and go swimming in the water, literally next to you. Like they'll just be there hanging out, and then they'll leave. Like it's their lake too. So it's very, very common. Like that's definitely happened multiple times um, as well. It's so funny that you talk about school stories though. Cause like as a kid, you'd be out on the playground and someone would be like, there's a bear. Could you guys go inside? And we'd be all like, oh, not again. Damn you bear. And like, <laughs> I'll go inside and wait for the bear to like walk through the playground. And then we come back out. <laughs> like, very normal. That. Yeah. The kids the other day had that happen at their school where the bear was trying to climb the fence and it got kind of stuck trying to climb the fence. Bears are oh, not shaped well <laughs> for agility and so everyone had to go inside and wait for the bear to try to get itself off the fence and then he got itself off his fence and they all got to come back out um the other night my son had a sleepover this was literally like two weekends ago um he had a sleepover at a friend's house and they were sleeping outside in their tree house and i guess a bear walked by and the mom was like yeah a bear came by the boys just yelled at it a bunch and then it left <laughs> i was like yeah that makes sense that tracks. That's very uh, on par with a Tahoe sleepover. We used to sleep out on the deck when I was a kid all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad would just keep a spotter flashlight because if a bear came to the deck, he'd just flashlight it right in the face and he'd be like, and it would run away. <laughs> <laughs> I hope whoever is listening right now, please go to YouTube right? and watch M's reaction or, or, um, interpretation of a bear in the in the headlights please (laughs) that was great that was great the other day um my husband and my kids were at the beach were they at the beach i forget where they were exactly um and they literally got a picture of a bear i'll see if i can post it on something of a bear with a full cooler in its mouth like yogi boo-boo status like with uh-huh. the picnic baskets, it had a full cooler in its mouth, just like lumbering away from the beach. And the people were just like, what do we do? What do we do? 
I love like nothing. It's his cooler now. I love that you did the picnic basket. In the picnic basket. Um, yeah, <laughs> the kids' elementary school had a lunchbox up on the wall that had a full bear like hand print claw print in it where they had tried to get the sandwich out of the lunch lunch it was like a metal lunch box that had been left out on the playground and they had it on the wall like a trophy like we have this lunch box that the bear couldn't break into <laughs> um which is really funny uh yeah so other bear story oh this one I was, I was like i had one in mind that i was gonna tell so a while back um we were gonna go get ice cream in the middle of the night because i wanted it um <laughs> And that was basically where we were at. All you need. And I was having an emotional day. So we like get Callum in his harness. The kids are asleep. Weston and I go outside and immediately Callum like doesn't do his like I'm big mean dog sort of run. Like he's trying to tree something. He does his happy puppy. Hello, friend sort of run like over to the tree. Like and we're like, Callum, what is going on? And Weston was like, bear, it's a bear. And Callum had accidentally treed this bear thinking that the bear was another dog because it was a baby and so he was like friend and he was sitting under the tree like wagging his tail like friend is in tree and it was like no 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 come inside come inside and we like pull him inside and the mama bear lumbers over to like get her kid out of the tree basically and Callum's sitting there like I'm so happy and like doing his super excited goof because usually he's like anti-bear and we're like what are you doing like it's a bear. It's not a dog. Like, what are you doing? I was like, I guess we'll take my car. So we get into my car in the garage and like back out of the garage. And like, he's like trying to look for his friend, like fully wagging, like wants his window down. So we like roll the window down a little bit. And he's like looking around, trying to find his friend a little ways up the street. We see them. And then he realizes it's a bear. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're a bear. (laughs) Like, how dare you be here, bear? You you took my friend. It's like, dude. No. Yeah. <laughs> so confused. So many layers of confusion Aww. sitting with with the sweet boy. Uh yeah. So another bear story for you? Yeah, mine actually also involves a dog. Um okay. so back in this is gonna this is gonna be funny. Um for all my nineties kids, back in like the year two thousand or maybe it was nineteen ninety-nine, I can't remember. Xenon, girl of the twenty-first century, oh, was airing yes. was airing mm-hmm. for the first time on Disney. And my brother and I and my dad were watching it. Mom was somewhere. And we hear my dog, Buster, barking. Now, Buster was some kind of mix of something that definitely involved a collie or something. But she was precious. She would go from every, like, my room. She would sleep in my bed for a while. Then she'd go sleep with Sean. Then she'd go sleep with mom and dad. Then she'd come back to my room. And she did that throughout the whole night to just watch over everybody. I used to call her Nana, like Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. So she was a good dog. And by this point, she was a good getting old dog. Uh, She was probably like 12. She and I were Mm -hmm. actually one year apart and one, one year and one day apart. So she was a huge part of my life. We thought she was a boy when we got her, which is why her name is Buster. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, we hear barking. So we go outside and Buster was old enough at this point that even though there were no, there was no fence and we lived in 18 acres of trees, she wouldn't go past the tree line, especially mm-hmm. at night. So she would just come back in and she knew how to open the storm door. So she would just paw at it, open it and come back in and leave when she wanted to. So she basically made a dog door herself. And um, so one of the things that she did I think it was her anyway but anyway she was barking and we went outside to see what she was barking at because it was very uncharacteristic of her and my dad flashes a light over and a bear had utterly destroyed a bird feeder and was eating the bird seed 
And Buster was nose to nose with the bear barking in its face. And this was our first or maybe second year in this house. And we had been in a city before. So like, Mm -hmm. this is going to sound bad. Our concern in the city was a gang of kids that were very horrible. So we left the city and we moved to the the country and it was a lot better. And then we encountered this bear um, who is nose to nose with our dog. But this bear could not have given a darn. No. About Buster. So the bear Mm -hmm. just sort of snorted and walked off and like walked up the yard and then down all the way into the bottom of the yard and just left. And then Buster came inside and it was totally fine. So that is my anticlimactic compared to yours, but still our our story of the day Xenon came out. (laughs) The day Xenon came out. That's so funny that you remember that little piece of it specifically. Because I was mad because it was a commercial break and I was like, I'm not going to be able to see what happens because you couldn't record them back then. So I was going to have to wait for it to air again at some point. But also I needed my dog to be safe. So yeah no fair enough fair yeah. enough yeah uh very lumbering sort of yeah <laughs> there's been a bear that lived well not our not our current ne- across the street neighbor but our old house across the street neighbor <laughs> it's been living underneath their house and we could tell because there was like these boards that the bear kept pulling apart and like crawling underneath and every day the neighbor would just put the boards back up and <laughs> Boards will be torn down again. And I was like, they have no idea what to do to handle this problem. They're just like, well, boards back. The bear is invisible. You don't see the bear. It's an imaginary bear. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what other ones. I've got so many. Um, okay. Um, this one was when I was a horseback trail guide. So I was guiding on horseback and typically we'd see all kinds of animals because we'd be like out in the forest here. Right. So, but you gotta keep in mind, we're a herd of larger animals, despite how skittish horses are, which they're ridiculously skittish. Um, if you've never been around them, plastic bags are the worst predators they've ever seen. Um, especially if they flap in the wind. Oh my no. <laughs> but got to keep in mind, you're a herd of very large animals. So we would have up to like eight horses on a ride. And so most animals that we'd find out in, in the forest would kind of scatter and, and sort of dissipate. So with the exception of like coyotes, because coyotes are ballsy as hell and they like really, really don't care about anything besides themselves. Like coyotes, in my opinion, are way more terrifying than bears, which whenever I say that, people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, the coyotes will fuck you up because they do not care. Like they will take your toddler. They do not care. Bears will be like, oh, do I really got to move? Um, <laughs> that's, that's the vibes. They're just different vibes. Um, however, so we would see coyotes that would run along the side of the ride for like most of the ride and like bring their babies out and have them run along the side of the ride because those stable had been there for 80 years. So this was like part of them teaching their babies about what the horses were. Mm-hmm. So we get that a lot of the time. I've seen lynx. I've had a go- golden eagle drop a fish on me. Like all sorts of crazy stuff has happened on these rides. But w- usually when we would see a bear, I, if you would tell these people that had never been on a horse before, be like, oh, if we see a bear, don't worry, it's totally fine. We're a lot bigger than them and there's a lot more of us than them. So typically the bear will just like, go on its way and we'll keep going. So we'll just pause for a second. The bear will go and and then we'll keep going. And that was 99% of the time what happened. Two exceptions. Once <laughs> we were going and I was like, oh, look, there's a bear. Like, don't worry. It's going to move out of our way. We're just going to go kind of closer to it. And the bear will see us and like go on. And then come around the corner. I see the bear. The bear locks eyes with me. We're like looking at each other, locking eyes. My horse is completely unfazed. Again, they're like, oh, whatever. It's just one of those things. And the bear looks at me and goes, and sits down (laughs) and I was like 
or not, we're going to go that way. Like we're going to go bushwhacking this way, like go cut across. Cause obviously that's his spot. We're not going <laughs> to bug him. And then he went back to doing whatever the fuck he was doing. <laughs> but he was very confused. And he sitting it down. We're like, all right then. Yeah. The other time is the only time I've been squared off to by a bear. So we were on a ride, came around the corner, very abruptly came around the corner and there was a bear. And behind her, the tree was shaking, which means her babies are up in that tree or they're trying to get up in that tree. And I was like, oh, this is a not, we're not, this is not good. And I was like, okay, we're going to like, we need to like back up and we're going to go turn. Like we're going to leave this bear alone. And the bear looked at me and literally went like pulled up its arms. And like, it was going to fucking charge me. I was like, we're leaving. Don't worry. We're running away. Cause that's really the only time they get aggressive. It's if babies were involved. Um, and that was again, also on horseback. And we just sort of trotted our way away and got away from the bear. So we did not get harmed by the bear by any way, by any means, but definitely got squared off too by the bear. Um, so there's those ones. That's the only time I've really been scared of a bear. The one time my mom, <laughs> my poor mother, Krista knows my mom. My mom is the sweetest, sweet, like be- beacon of Midwestern love and joy that you could possibly find um, ever. She's just, she's just an adorable person. We had this dog. His name was Lucky. Um, Lucky was unlucky and scared of everything. <laughs> like he was not a lucky dog. So my mom was like, I'm going to go on a hike with him. And we used to live in this neighborhood next to this like hill. It's called Round Hill. And it's truly a hill, but it is kind of a hike to get up there like a 15 minutes, like pretty steep. Um, which just looks, looks like this little bump, uh, but it's covered in trees and rocks. And it's really cool. So she's like, I'm going to go take hi- Lucky for a hike. And so she's like hiking with him. And, you know, he's off the leash because he was scared of everything and wouldn't ever leave your side. <laughs> basically and she sees a tree kind of shaking in the distance she's like oh it's fine like i got my big do-. he was a huge chocolate lab like massive size chocolate lab she's like i got my big dog with me like we're fine we go she goes around the corner and there's a mama bear and the mama bear looks at her and my mom looks at the mama bear and she sees these two little baby bears like scampering up this tree um and she was like okay okay like i'm really close like she's like 12 feet from this bear like really really close and she was like, it's okay. I have my big dog with me. And she looks down and my dog had turned around and ran down the hill, like sprinted away from her. And so she's just her alone with this bear. And she was just like, hi, mama. And then just walked away. That's what she said. <laughs> but my dog got abandoned or my dog abandoned her completely. Ran all the way home. He was waiting for her at home. And she was like, left me to be eaten. Like, what is your deal? He was also afraid of Barbie horses, the kitchen floor, and our patio furniture for no reason. Um, <laughs> what a good dog. Yeah. He was very good. Um, yeah. Uh, other time, uh, well, I had a friend pet a baby bear on accident thinking it was a dog. I pet a bear on accident reaching through a fence thinking it was a dog. Neither time were they dogs. Um, neither time did we lose a finger, though. So that's a win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, very very much a win um they're gross in case you're wondering bears are disgusting like if you think they're fun and pettable and soft they're not their fur is oily and gooey and nasty it is yeah. disgusting they'll go into our cars like all the time fairly often and you just have muddy yucky like furry goo everywhere throughout your car like the worst part of about a bear getting into your car isn't that they're going to eat your stuff like or whatever it's it's not even about the property damage sometimes like they tear shit up i'm not going to say that they don't because they'll get into your car and just like 
they get trapped if the door shuts behind them you're screwed because mm-hmm. your car will be destroyed but if they just go in look for whatever they find eat it and then leave you'll just have muddy yucky goo all over everything and it's disgusting yeah. i mean it's not like they're domestic <laughs> no. you know yeah yeah no they're nasty yeah. nasty nasty bears we also have a mama bear up here that will like adopt cubs that are abandoned Aww. it's really cute so she'll have like two of her own and then there'll be one that's like a little bit bigger and then another one that's a little bit even bigger than that that are like from other mamas so sometimes she'll have up to like five and they know like people know that they're not actually hers <laughs> you know they're like oh she just is like the adoptive mom of all of these cubs mm-hmm. and she does it all the time like i've seen her multiple times with multiple years of her having a bunch of these different babies we also have, um, and you guys can look up these stories online, but my dad was a ski patroller for years and mm. they will be on occasion, bears will be on the ski resort. <laughs> like that's very normal. But one time, or actually I think this happened twice, but once, once very notable, um, where a baby bear stumbled out onto a run and just kind of collapsed and was like without his mama and everything mm-hmm. and so the ski patrol had to go rescue it the same way you would have to rescue a person that had collapsed on the ski run so they had to put him in a sled and everything and one of the ski patrollers like held him because he was so little so one of the ski patrollers was in the sled with him like holding him so he didn't fall out of the sled as they mm-hmm. took him all the way down the mountain <laughs> um and then he went to our we have a huge wildlife rescue center here and they rehabilitated him and all that sort of stuff but there's like tons of pictures online of the ski patroller just like cuddling this bear <laughs> go down the mountain yeah they're, they're so fun i love the bears <laughs> they provide so much energy and entertainment to the area oh my gosh i could go forever and ever and ever but there's a lot of bear stories so there's some mm. of our fun bear stories hopefully that gives your whatever day you're listening to this some sparkle (laughs) yeah i love it i love it yeah i hope everybody else did too i hope uh the the writers and the forgotten storytellers hear this episode because this is (laughs) the when we said you should be writing we did follow through with the here's what you can listen to when you're not writing (laughs) Mm -hmm. right well it's fun to do story time too because we know that i mean at least from what we've been told from you all you appreciate a lot of our like stories that will drop in on occasion so if Mm -hmm. we do this kind of like campfire story time episodes that's kind of fun for you guys to know us better and know some of the stuff that we've seen and and done a little bit more Mm -hmm. more in depth there's many things, <laughs> many, many things. Um, but yeah, so let us know what your guys' thoughts are on any other story times you would like from us. We will happily oblige in those kind of respects. Also, as Krista mentioned, this is not a very busy week for a lot of the astrology stuff, right? So no, kind of rest, yeah. relax, recuperate. <laughs> yeah, we have um, Mercury Kazemi. So we're halfway through Mercury retrograde on mm. the 6th. Yep. I, you know, for Venus Kazemi, I did recommend using it as an mm-hmm. election if you wanted to this one the moon is in gemini which is also ruled by mercury it's mm-hmm. square to mercury and the sun and saturn is in is opposing them in the seventh so it's not something i would prefer to use as, as an election for the record mm-hmm. um but it uh, the um the kazemi is going to be exact on wednesday mercury's day at around mm-hmm. sunrise which will be mercury hour so it's a really nice. great time to meditate and see what clarity you can receive from how Mercury retrograde has been so far from anything that does want to come in again, it's Virgo. So it wants to set you up for success, health, vitality, um, you know, good day for healing, drink some herbal teas or something Mm -hmm. like that really nourish yourself. Um, why do I feel like that's for me too? But anyway, 
<laughs> I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. Huh? Um, <laughs> so for everybody else as well, it's uh, it's a good time for that kind of stuff to really get into what remedy do you need in your life and where. And if you want, you can look at where is Virgo in your chart. Perhaps that area of life that that house of your chart rules um, will give you some hints. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so stoked. We're halfway through Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Let's it goes go. direct on the 15th. It's not too far off. You know, we're close. Yeah, we're close. We're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yep. Um, just in time for us to enter into eclipse season in October. Who's excited? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. great? Stoked. <laughs> actually, I am because they're going to, these are the last, this is the last eclipse that'll be on my angles, except that this is the continuation of the eclipses moving on to your angles. <laughs> so I know. I Isn't will support great? you the way you supported me, just the way I supported you when you had your Saturn return as you supported me when I was coming off of mine. So more life you know, changes than we get to on my angles. Each other. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not bad, though. You got to watch me go through it. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. TBD, uh, but <laughs> yeah, we'll do more information about that as yeah. that comes, and then you guys yep. get to watch me have whatever breakdowns I need to have yeah. because of that when they actually hit. Um, but we'll keep that in mind as we kind of go. Cool. Um, thanks as always to our patrons. Um, there is a currently a new poll up in the Patreon to vote for mm-hmm. our next episode topic. So please go check that out, give us a vote, and then we will do that topic next week. Some pretty um, cool ones. I'm excited. I am excited about them too. I'm very stoked on them. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about them. We both have really good ideas about talking about them, but we want to wait to get, we get the votes um, before mm-hmm. we dive in and figure out what we're talking about next. So go vote on that. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Uh, Patreon video this month is going to be pretty cool too, because we're going to be featuring a lesser banishing ritual from yeah. folk magic. So um, that'll be for, for people in the Patreon. Yeah. So if you want to join that and get advantage of that you should Mm. it'll be great um but yeah that is kind of the gist of all of the stuff we hope that you are taking this minute to take a little breather after all of the venus retrograde stuff um honor yourself and we hope you take all this energy and you go Go, go make, make some, some magic. magic. I don't know why I started oh, to go in advance. I don't know, but it was perfect on my end. So okay. maybe your new Wi-Fi is better for our oh, sync. We'll have maybe. to find out. You guys let us know because that will be so yeah. nice. That would be a yeah. retrograde perk. Yeah. For sure. That's a Kazemi moment that's a little early, <laughs> to be honest. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Bye.